0: Well, good day everybody, Pastor Tim Karskatton here again, Christian Center Report Daily Podcast. Well, you're having a good day today, we're celebrating the revelation that comes from the Feast of Hanukkah, our Feast of Dedication, Feast of Lights. all those names are accurate. And today, we're going to talk about a portion here that's very important, we need oil from heaven. I cannot ask for more. I have my heart, my soul, my strength. This life is blessed, so I give thanks. Give thanks to the universal one. Give thanks for the moon and stars and sun. Give thanks for the earth on which we live. Give thanks for the bounty she can give. Give thanks for the tree and the food it grows. Give thanks for the cup that overflows. Give thanks for the food and drink and air. Well, you made it. Thank you for the extra, Lord. We thank the Lord for his provision in this hour and all that he's doing. It's Wednesday. Uh, It is the sixth day of December, 2023. We thank the Lord for this season as we get ready for the feast to come upon us here. Uh, Again, uh, we never know what God's going to do during the feast. We just have an expectancy that he likes to revisit things. He likes to revisit times, um, that he has prophesied, that he has moved before, and we've already taught you at nauseam about that in the other feast that he did appear on the days that those feasts represented. And so we expect him to come as a festival, a feast of lights right now. John chapter 10, is my reference point because Jesus went and celebrated this feast of dedication when the lights were uh, a picture of what he's doing in the earth, bringing light so that we can fight the battle. Remember the story. You know, uh, they had enough oil for one day, but it lasted eight. And we need light in the time of war, right? Because we've got to be able to see what's coming, what's happening in the earth. And so today I want to talk about uh, the oil from heaven. We needed. it. They had enough oil, Right. Uh, for one um, that when the battle in uh, increased the maccabees retake the temple they needed oil for the menorah but the oil could not be touched by the greeks by law nor the wine of communion unless it was sealed or protected from the heathen or the world system in other words you can't win war by fighting with portions of the way the world fights. That's why Paul tells us we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, right? In high places. The problem is the church sometimes will want to fight the way the world fights. We see this in the political arena. Well, I'll just, they do that, we'll do that. No, this is uh, a a spiritual law that we can't win a battle when we mix it. And when we mix it, I'm teaching on this on Wednesday nights. If we do the soulish system, soulish system, or the world system, We are mixing our faith with divination. Divination is trusting the works of the flesh, the hands of the flesh to make something happen. So this feast for us today is about war, and we want to war with the weapons that he gives us, not with weapons of carnality. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, right? Right? So Judah and his warriors searched the oil boxes and found one flask enough for one day to light the menorah. This is a picture of how the Lord always keeps a remnant during times of destruction and a secular invasion of his church. So there's always a group of people that says, no, it's not going to come in. We're not going to look like the world. We're not going to act like the world. We're going to be different. We're going to have the oil of heaven in our midst. That's found in Revelation 6, 6, when the Antichrist spirit of the black horse moves upon the earth and makes the world bow to its system. Yet the Lord, it says, protects. And he says, and I heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not damage the oil and the wine. So it doesn't matter how the world deals. Okay? Wheat for denarius, that's money. That's, that's the economic system, right? But he says the oil and the wine will always not be touched in a world system. So when we get the oil and wine from heaven, doesn't matter what's going on in the world system. We've been teaching that on our giving, that we're in the economy of heaven. We're not in the economy of the world. So the Greeks were instituting the Antichrist system As it says in Revelation 13, we see another picture of what happened in the Hanukkah story. Let me read from uh, Revelation 13. It, It says this, starting verse 15, And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all the small and the great, the rich and the poor, the free men and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand and on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let it, leave his understanding, calculate the number of the beast and the number of that man and his number is 666. 666. All right. So what is 666? I mean, there's many teachings out there. I'm not going to bore you with all that but 666 describes the greek system it's the fullness and exaltation of man that's what six is the number of man it's the exaltation and his ability over god now we're going all the way back to the garden aren't we not walking in the likeness and image of god but rather saying that it man and its ways are like being a god that's what the Greeks said. That's why the Maccabees rose up at this feast. These guys were saying we're god. You know, that's what the abomination caused desolation, the one will say he's the god. This is the fulfillment of the garden of temptation when the serpent said to Eve, you surely will not die, for God knows that when you eat of this, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So this is not the true oil and wine. This is the, the false oil and wine. It's the oil of the world, the wine of the world. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And I shared that last week uh, at our congregation. There's a, there's a directive that we focus on there, not to get drunk with wine, but there's another directive there, is to be filled with the Spirit. It's as wrong to not be filled with the Spirit as it is to get drunk. Okay. So this is the battle. You can either be drunk on the wine of the world or you can be filled with the spirit, which is the wine of heaven, the oil in wine of heaven. So that's what we're fighting for today, this Hanukkah. We're fighting for the pure oil. Look, when you get the oil, it doesn't run out. <laughs> that's what Jesus said when he came to the woman at the well. You know, if you keep coming to this well, you're gonna have to do it over and over again. That's what he was saying. But when you drink from me, you'll never thirst again. Because that's what happens when you go to the world to get your drink. You have to keep going back. But when you drink of him, you don't have to go back. It's indwelling, living inside of you. It's a living oil, a living wine. You will surely not die, the the serpent says. For God knows, right, that you're going to know your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. That's where the Greeks were. That's what the Roman Greek mindset of the world is, even today. We'll be our own God. We'll decide good and evil. Look, a lost person is as a religious as a as a Pharisee. They have their own standards of what good and evil is, and they've decided their own religion. It's a selfish, humanitarian, humanism religion, but it's still their own religion, and they think they're going to be rewarded according to their values system that they created out of their own mind. In the passage, it says. Uh, when it talks about that in that passage, there in the image of God, it, he's the God that made everything. But when the serpent tempts, he does not. He doesn't call the Lord by His name. Uh, the, the Hebrew word is y- Yo- Yove Elohim, and he didn't use that. He calls Him just Elohim, which can be used as any internal being, eternal being like the angels. So he tempts her and says that you can be like Elohim, not Yahweh, like like the Lord, Yahweh, okay? The, he doesn't want us to be like that. In verse 8, it says, Yahweh, Elo- Elohim, was heard in the garden, and immediately they began to blame and became focused on their what? Their physical body, just like the Greeks. The Greeks and the spirit and the spirit of Antichrist focus on the natural and the natural body. It's the soul and the body minus the influence of the spirit. This is why we need the oil. Are you with me today? Let's get some of this oil from heaven. When this all comes, you don't feel like you're missing something. You know, when I chose to walk in my walk with the Lord, and chose to leave my own desires and going to school and trying to earn something. I, I, you know, I did the school thing, but I'm just saying I, I stopped my mindset of that if I get this, I can be somebody. And I, and I got under the oil of the Spirit. Revival came and touched me personally. The peace of God that passes all understanding became a reality and not just a scripture to me. Because now all of a sudden I had peace. Even if I didn't have all the resources I needed to live with, okay, money, prestige, whatever, what the world says is important, I had peace. And it was incalculable. You couldn't measure the value of it because it was so tangible that I could experience the goodness of God in this oil that came to me. Revival was so real to us back in the 90s when we were in this movement. You understand? I thought what I was living was all that was available, and and I didn't know there was more. And I remembered um, today we're uh, tonight. If you listen on Wednesday, we were having Rodney Howard Brown in town. And I remember when I went and heard him back in the '90s in our city, and you know the laughter thing was happening and all. And uh, but it was more than that. There was I just knew I could feel God in the room. In a new way, a new oil, a new tangible wine was in the way. And and of course, Rodney would always joke about, you know, belly up to the bar and, you know, let's take a drink of the Holy Spirit and and you can criticize all that. And I I wasn't there being critical. I was there being hungry. I said, God, is this you? You know, it sure feels like you. (laughs) It sure feels uh, a new joy was coming into me. What does wine do in the natural it lightens you up, right? It, you start laughing, you start giggling, you start, you know, that's the natural wine. The problem with that wine is it wears off and you wake up with a headache. The best part about the Lord's joy is its fullness of joy. It goes down into your very depths of very being of who you are and it lives there. This is the feast that represents that because they're all in the wine, the protection that the Lord holds to that, that won't be touched by the world is an eternal flame. It doesn't run out. If the world touches it, then it's ruined. Now in it's kind of silly, but kosher uh, when you see kosher wine or kosher foods, <laughs> I was in Samaria once and I went to a vineyard and they would sell at the vineyard kosher wine and in regular wine I said, well, what's the difference between kosher wine because I'm looking at the vineyards I said they all came out of the same vineyards and the owner of the vineyard said, well, Um, the non-kosher wine means it was picked by Gentiles. Kosher wine is picked by Jews. And it's it's a principle here. Okay, they're wrong. It's religious. I get all that. But the principle here is that when the world touches the wine, it has their touch on it. And that's what the Jews are trying to think that's happening now in the natural. But the fact is, in the spirit realm, that is Uh, What's happening here is that when we allow the world to taint what we're drinking of the spirit, then what happens? It's not kosher in a sense. It's not what came from heaven. All right. So as you see this, the first type of the bride of Christ was deceived and introduced the spirit into the earth. In our story, we see the high priest's daughter, a type of the bride of Christ, cuts the head. I talked about it yesterday. Cuts the head of the spirit, the serpent that was defiling the virgins and we have chosen to be the bride we must rise up with sword of the spirit and cut the head of the spirit of antichrist off in these last days why light the menorah of at hanukkah it publishes the miracle of god's bringing oil and light from heaven it doesn't matter that it's not in the torah it's a great celebration okay And we want to celebrate it this week, that innocence is being returned. The warfare, we're not going to assimilate to this world. We're going to lean into the Lord, and we're going to walk with him. Now, tomorrow we'll talk about uh, the marriage and what it represents of the marriage. Okay? I want you to just be encouraged today. Let's get the oil and the wine of the Spirit in our lives. Let's let it only be from heaven and not touched by this spirit of the age, this world. Father, we ask for that. You said you protect the oil and the wine in the midst of this system. And God, we want that wine only. We want that oil only to be running down upon us and walking with us in our lives. In the name of Yeshua, amen and amen. We love you, Lord. Thank you for all you're doing. All right, come back tomorrow. We'll finish this up. Well, welcome again. Thanks for listening each and every day here on our podcast. It's a special week as we're covering the Feast of Hanukkah. We pray you will embrace the truth of that. We'll actually speak on it uh, this coming Sunday as we celebrate the feast in this hour. What an important time to stay in this oil of the Lord as he pours into us and gives us eternal flame to fight the fight. Check us out again on all our platforms, especially our our website, christiansindustryreport.com and our app. Thanks for giving, and thanks for being a part of what we're doing. God bless.